This is Writing Excuses, a special bonus episode um, about Gary Gygax. Um, we thought, you know, with the passing of the, the founder of, uh, founder of creator of Dungeons and Dragons, co-creator last week, we thought we'd do a little short podcast where we talked about how he influenced our lives and our careers. Um, and I think we'll go ahead and start with Howard. Okay. Uh, I remember I was in fifth grade, maybe sixth grade, and... Uh, some of the kids, actually the cool kids, the sports jocks, believe it or not, really? were talking about this cool thing no, that they were doing, and no, I am not making stuff science. up. We're not I, supposed it to was Kelly Purdue. It was Kelly Purdue and Adam Bernstein, and these were the these were the cool kids with the quaffed hair and the. I always had a crush on Adam Bernstein. <laughs> okay, so this episode has already gone to a very creepy place. Um, but they were talking about this thing that they were playing, and I didn't know if it was a new game in the computer lab, which was now, see that's science fiction is believing mm -hmm. that back when I was in fifth fifth grade, there could be a computer RPG that was anywhere yeah, near as good as this game they were describing. And man, you're old. And, yeah, I'm ancient. Um, the uh, it, upshot of this is that uh, that was when Dungeons and Dragons first kind of swept into my grade school, and I remember looking at the uh, looking at the books and actually going and, and getting the books and uh, playing it with my friends, and we had a fantastic time. Did we play it the way Gary wanted us to play it? Almost certainly not, because from everything I've read, uh, the man was uh, very nearly as opinionated as I am. Um, uh, okay, you're making stuff up again. I am. The uh, point is, we loved it, and it was really, it, it really lit a fire, I think, under our imaginations, and gave us an outlet that, we, I, you know, I think we were the first generation of nerds who had that kind mm -hmm. of a creative outlet. And I still play D&D today. It's not the D&D maybe that uh, Gary Gygax envisioned, but... But um, still got probably the same base classes. Yeah. And you know, most of your, most of your dwarves are probably fighters. I'm, I'm playing a, a, essentially a rogue, a thief. A, a thief, there you go. I, um, I'm actually kind of odd in, in that I got into D&D late. Uh, I discovered uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the first game that uh, that Jordo and I uh, first role playing game we played. Um, didn't even know there was a genre of these things, um, but s someone invited me over and I got to roll up a mutant armadillo, which I thought was the coolest thing ever. Um, and then got into fantasy novels, and only then got into D and D. Um, but uh, I remember loving the Dungeons and Dragons game um, quite a bit. Uh, the first few times I saw it, actually, in the store, it was in those boxes. Um, it was the basic set. Um, I didn't even know if this this was, I guess, pre AD&D. Mm -mm, um, that, that, that was the AD basic set. The basic set was actually after Advanced Dungeons after, and really? Dragons. The yeah. ones that came in the boxes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I saw the boxes, and I'm like, "Is what is this? Is this like that Turtles game we played, or things like that?" But eventually, they we, I actually checked out from the library. They had the um, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons uh, DM's guide um, in the library, the local library, which you know is such a dangerous book in the library. But yeah, check that out. Um, and then that's when we got into it. It was when I first checked out the book from the library, and I must have kept that thing for months. Um, you know, rechecking it out and playing it. We were too poor to go buy anything, of course. So the harassment that the library gave you yeah. over that book is probably the source of some of those. 
Alcatraz. Mm. Yeah, titles. there's a good. Yeah, well, I've got a long, outstanding career with librarians <laughs> hating me. Dan, what about you? When did you? Um, similar to you, actually, I uh, started in Ninja Turtles. I think there's two, two, really? two breeds of role-playing hmm. gamer. You either start with D and D or you start with Ninja Turtles. Um, at least our age. <laughs> um, and I, I was a this Ninja was Turtles when Ninja man. Ninja Turtles were cool. Oh yeah, this, this was back before, before they the said Cowabunga, show. before yeah. they ate pizza. This is when they this killed This is people. when they were yeah. bad A ninjas in the alley. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you never got the cool animal when you rolled you on the table. Yeah, you yeah. were actually like you, a sparrow or a what, lizard. What year was this? Your um, only major oh, power. Wow. I, I, I was, was a, in like fifth grade. I was time. probably 11, um, so 86. Okay. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I, I did not actually get into D&D itself until I was in college and really? 3.0 came out. It's the first time I'd ever played. Wow. I believe my first D&D GM ever was actually you, was, was, it, was Brandon. Was that with the, okay. You know, I, um, I do remember playing, um, playing when an elf was your character class. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. doing that. Was that, that was pre-AD&D or post it. When, when was that? that? Was no, that was, that was basic. They took the uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons uh-huh. stuff and simplified it. Really? By... You know, I always assumed that was before Advanced, because when I discovered <laughs> Advanced, I'm like, wow, they made this cool innovation where your elf doesn't have to just be yeah. an elf. It's, yeah. It can do all sorts of stuff. It could be a fighter. You could have an elf that fights, <laughs> just like Legolas. <laughs> <laughs> now, I... I One of the things I think is important to point out here Mm -hmm. is that even though we're talking about our introduction to to role-playing through other games than D&D, Gary Gygax was really the father of this genre. Um, I mean, I I discovered fantasy books by reading, you know, um, by reading Anne McCaffrey, by reading David Eddings, but that doesn't make Tolkien any less influential on my career um, Mm -hmm. because of it. You know, when you talk about role-playing, it is so incredibly pervasive nowadays, mm-hmm. uh, role-playing games, because of World of Warcraft and, and all of these other online role-playing mm-hmm. games. It, if, if Gary hadn't done what he did, then the, the game frontier, the, the games that we play, yeah. would have been drastically different. Absolutely. Drastically different. I, I, and I, I can't... I'm so thankful for it. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a lot of innovation involved in, in this creation, this discovery that you're talking about. But to me, I think the key, the, the most groundbreaking thing that, that he did upon the invention of role-playing was uh, it, it was the first real game that was purely cooperative. Um, a game it, where everybody can win. Everybody yeah. can win, uh, you know, assuming you can win at all. The point is to talk and figure things out and work together. And I... I think that, more than anything else, is the biggest influence that role-playing has had on my life and the Boy, way that, that it's changed the way that, that's, yeah. I think that's, that's I think that's, our closing, yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. our, our closing words right there, is to say, Gary, thank you for creating a game where everybody wins. Booyah. And where Dan can be an elf chick if he wants to be. If you aren't familiar with Locus Magazine, they're a long-standing and respected website, magazine, archive, and resource for science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Basically, they're the industry magazine for our genre. They also run the annual Locus Awards, a top-tier award that recognizes new, diverse, and excellent voices in speculative fiction. 
They tell the storyteller's stories through author interviews, book reviews, curated reading lists, international industry news, obituaries, and more. Locus has meant a lot to me, both personally and professionally. In my career, I've been interviewed by them, and I've also turned to them as a source of understanding who is involved in the industry. Locus is holding their annual fundraising drive to keep their doors open, lights on, and future bright. I'll be contributing to their crowdfunding campaign by donating a cutscene, some original art, and a couple of other things like, do you want to do a one-on-one chat with me? So join me in supporting Locus. Locus. 